0: Hey team, I want you to meet Jacob Geberwald, commercial account executive at Clue and co-founder and executive director at Sales for the Culture. But first, here's what Arthur Castillo said about Jacob. Jacob Geberwald from Clue. He's new to the software, SaaS space, and he's absolutely crushing it as an AE. I think he's a very unique content creator and he understands how to stand up from the crowd, but also have buying conversations that Engage his prospects, which, by the way, are product marketers, that he's never been a product marketer. So I think he's he's really changing the game from that perspective. Jacob, what are three ways your team converts your market into revenue?
1: I would say the most important um, way that my team converts market uh, into revenue is just consistently educating. Um, I think that of the buyers that I get to work with, this starts at like the immediate like marketing team thinking about the content we're creating distributing that out chopping that up get it on social get it like everywhere it can be that's good but it doesn't end there um our reps from the str level to the account executive level csm level like we're constantly thinking about ways that we can be um getting that useful information and and, like in the hands of people whether or not they're our client um just the belief Uh, you know it's a long life (laughs) and if if you're just consistently helping and serving people who are they going to come to when they have uh, questions that need answered so that's probably the most important one um the other is just i'd say it's kind of uh, similar in the sense that we're we're present like we are we are there consistently showing up um you know even if someone you know isn't able to act on a service or you know action things because you know budget timing yet or whatever it is. Um, we don't just say, bye, I'll talk to you in six months. Like we're we're present. Um, and I think that the first really fuels the second. Um, and I mean, the the third is uh, we we have a lot of people that really enjoy Clue and they talk about us uh, and they're kind to pass us referrals. Um, they're, yeah, just they're there. We were at a conference or we heard about a conference that someone who isn't even our client was at. And they were talking of, and they're a, a bit of a fan of ours and they were talking about how our name was constantly coming up we didn't have anyone at that conference but um yeah happy clients are, are the best sales team you could possibly ask for so. what are
0: three hard problems that you recently overcame
1: three hard problems I recently overcame uh one was getting up early because i'm not a morning person <laughs> and so um you know up at five forty-five, starting work day at seven is like been a hill I've been trying to climb for a minute. And so I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm there. Um, So that's the probably the first one. The second hard problem I was trying to solve um, was getting on the same page with um, some of my some of my teammates, like particularly I had a manager that had gotten promoted was the top rep at our company. And um, we had always a, I would say always we we built a really strong relationship, a really strong relationship, uh, and she was my teammate. But then, and it's my senior teammate, so a lot of respect there. Then she became my manager, and I've just been really uh, impressed with and and proud of both of us for like how we've like worked together to co-create a really good relationship. Um, that that's a that's a work. That's something that you commit yourself to, right? Like any good relationship. So I'd say that was the second one. Um, and it's been paid so many different dividends as a result. Um, and the third one is one I am, uh, you say like recently overcame. Um, I I don't know that I would say I'm that far out of the woods on it yet, but I would say like building a higher standard for myself around prospecting. Um, cause I know it's something that I need to do. I know it's something that's important to do. And there are seasons where I've done it a lot, but having like a consistent discipline week over week where I'm doing it well, rather than stop and start. Um, that's one that I think we're not totally out of the neck with on that one there. I think we need a little bit more longevity before we can claim it as a, as a total victory, but there's definitely been a long,
0: what are three questions you love to ask and why?
1: I like asking the question, what am I trying to accomplish right now? (laughs) And to say, I like asking that question. It's kind of a misnomer. I need to ask that question because I don't ask myself that question constantly. My brain just gets so totally off track down rabbit trails. So, um, uh, and it also helps in conversations just to make sure I'm focusing on the most important things. So what am I trying to accomplish right now? Um, do I need to um, express care to right now? Uh, whether that's new people on my team that are just starting, and uh, you know I want to just be there to support them, uh, whether it's a, a prospect who I can remember, oh, like they I think they're gonna get married right around now. like you know, just just um that uh, often um as a frame of reference for for just nurturing relationships. Um so, who wouldn't to express gratitude right now? And then, um, h- how can I help? <laughs> or, or what you know, what's on your mind? Uh, I think versions of a similar question, but what's on your mind is probably the the one that's more um, them centered, and usually that takes us to a place where I could be helpful. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? It's interesting. I don't know that I've got like a super comprehensive answer to this, but I would say that. Atomic habits has been one that's been really helpful for me as I've started to rethink my habits fundamentally. Um, I think another, and that's just, that's not like necessarily just worth it's personal life. There's a lot of pieces, uh, that that's, that's helpful with, but, um, whether, however one thinks of habits, um, I think it's essentially doing anything well. So it's one, um, I think, a model that's been really helpful for me in thinking through deal strategy um, has been MedPIC. I've got a long way to go in understanding it better, but just for understanding, like where are the gaps that are inhibiting me from being the best support to this person getting their problem solved, right? MedPick, um, shout out to David Weiss, who is just a fantastic mind on that. And I have underutilized all the support that he's offered, but I've, I've leaned on him quite a bit for that um, in terms of resources he put together um so med has been useful and then i think uh gap selling as well has been one that um you know by keenan where it just it's so helpful for understanding that people don't care about you i think people care about people but like they don't really care about like you as a sales rep or whatever they care about solving their problems so until you can really identify quantify and um are clearly articulating get them clearly articulate that gap, um, you're not gonna be able to to help them with this the service that you you provide. So um those are I guess three uh that have been useful to me. What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? I would say having a relentless focus on educating uh your marketing like you're creating a category, even if you're not creating a category, treat yourself like a category creator and that's sort of thought partner like i i don't know what it would be like to work on a startup a, a, a team with a, like a startup team without that uh it would suck so uh second second uh, they need it's not really a technique it's a much broader strategic uh, imperative but like if you don't have a killer customer success team what are what are you doing <laughs> it's it's where you uh, establish those really happy clients that bring in all those referrals it's where you actually ended up proving out the value that you got into business to prove it's um where you end up coming up with a lot of best practices that you can go back and share out into the market like a thought leader partner so uh, get got a customer success team that's that's great building a dope competitive enablement function and the simplest version of this Is crowdsource the best competitive intel in your organization about top threats that are knocking you out in a lot of deals and get that in actionable, bite sized content in front of your reps where they're already living, whether that's Salesforce or CMS or something. Uh, Because not having an understanding of one's landscape, it's really hard to be that consultative expert to a buyer, when it's very clear, you just know your little world. Um, and so I've, i even if we're not talking about depositioning and ultimately winning a deal, just in terms of like establishing thought leadership in a relationship with a buyer. Um, yeah. Knowing your landscape, which often uh, comes back to like marketing, competitive intelligence, um, sourcing that and then competitively enabling your teams with actionable insights where they're already living. Like, Super underrated, really great way to get a quick win in terms of those one revenue. Um, and it, there's there's something in the constant LinkedIn conversation about giving a shot to, to underdogs that are scrappy. Um, I just I know that that's a meme, you know, I, I walked across the street on, you know, my way to a job interview and I passed by a dog and I left the food and that dog turned out to be the CEO. And, um, uh, you know, never, never underestimate who you treat well. And you know, they could come back to it. I know people joke about it or riff on it a whole bunch, but I still know a bunch of companies that are really old school about how, who they'll be willing to give a shot to. And they're getting left in the dust by companies that don't think that way. So, um, finding ways to bet on people who wouldn't normally get bet on. They're bright and hungry and ready to go. Particularly, uh, they're from a background that's typically untapped by tech. Like you, you, there are outsized returns there. So I would say that that's another one probably worth flagging.
0: Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why?
1: David Weiss. He's got an awesome pick course. Uh, I think everyone would benefit from taking it. Um, and yeah, he's just a, he's a, a really bright, warm uh, person. Marcus Knight. Marcus Knight is a phenomenal uh, sales mind. Um, yeah, and just an even better person. So I would highly recommend him. And I would say Gabrielle Blackwell uh, because, I mean... As far as SDR leaders will have locked down their craft and really care about people and done an incredible job creating content that other people benefited from. Yeah, Gabrielle's just uh, awesome. So those are my three.
0: Thank you so much, Jacob. This is awesome. Yeah, happy to help. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put Jacob Geberwold on your go-to-market radar. If you want to talk about competitively enabling people and setting up quick outsize wins for your organization, you should reach out to Jacob on LinkedIn. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at Market com. Talk to you in a moment.